All right, we are still in our series on why we have different ministries. Tonight we have Brother Jim. He's going to be talking about soul winning. And so if you have your book, which I encourage you, make sure you bring that each and every week. I believe that his lesson starts on page number 23. And we're thankful for Brother Jim and all that he does in the school. Speaking to the school, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I forgot this announcement. Tomorrow is the last day for early registration. Is that what you want me to say? Sure. Okay, thank, let's give Brother Jim a warm welcome. All right, Ephesians chapter number 4, Ephesians 4, we're going to look at verses 11 through 12, Ephesians 4, 11 through 12, and let me say this, it is a privilege to be able to preach, it's always a privilege to be able to open up the Word of God with church family, that's what you are, a family, and study the scriptures together. Ephesians chapter number 4, we're going to look at verses 11 through 12. The title of the lesson is, Why We Have Church Ministry. Why We Have Church Ministry. Let's look at verse number 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And let's go ahead and pray. Father, I need your help. Father, I ask that you would empower me to be a blessing. I want to point people to you. And I want the result of this short lesson to be that people are involved more in the work of God. And I really do pray that that would be accomplished tonight. Hide behind the cross, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we see here in this passage of Scripture, there is a specific goal that God has in mind in giving us the gifts that we have. And by the way, the giver of the gifts is God. God is the one that has equipped us with any abilities that we have. Not so we can be a big shot, not so we can make a name for ourselves in church ministry, but so we can make a name for God. And the purpose here is quite clear in verse number 12. For the perfecting of the saints, that's not to get us perfect, we'll never be perfect, but to get us closer to being perfect, to get us to grow. And then next year, edifying, which means to build up the body of Christ. Another definition for edify means to instruct or improve spiritually. In other words, God's desire for our church is that we instruct and help to improve one another spiritually. And that ought to be the goal. Every purpose that church services have should be to get us to grow spiritually. So tonight, you say, what's the will of God for me tonight? It's pretty simple. Grow spiritually. Make a decision that's going to help you grow spiritually. Thank God we've all benefited from Pacific Baptist Church, have we not? Amen. First and foremost, I learned about salvation here. I remember coming on a basketball day when I was 12, turning 13 in five days, May 7th or May 5th, 1995. Say so how old are you? A lot older than you probably, okay? But I remember learning about salvation. I remember receiving direction on how to raise a family here. I remember being a teenager like you guys, sitting in the front row. I was part closer than you guys right now. I was part right there. And I remember Pastor Esposito preaching and teaching on the family. And I was like 15 years old thinking, okay, this is probably one of those lessons where I can wear my dark shades because I don't need this. I'm 15 years old. But I remember taking a bunch of notes and applying those notes within the last couple of years as a parent. Thank God for that. I learned how to serve others here. I learned very clearly through the example of our leaders. Of course, Pastor and, and, and Pastor Myers, he was assistant pastor back then, but I remember the days we had work days, he was always out here. He wasn't in his air-conditioned office. 
He was always out here with a broom or a mop or something or shovel. Maybe we had a lot of shovels around here. Working. And I've learned that you can't be too big of a shot to get the job done. And as a result, I get to be an assistant pastor by the grace of God, but also I get to serve people, even in my position. It doesn't matter what position we are. We still get to serve people. Through the preaching from the leadership here, I've learned how to improve my life spiritually. I've learned how to go through the valleys. I've learned how to go through the tough times. And I've learned that life will be full of them. I've learned that. And by the way, I didn't always believe that, but especially now I've learned, hey, you got to just get back up. It doesn't matter how you feel, go to church. Amen. It doesn't matter how you feel, read your Bible. It doesn't matter how great your eyesight is, open up the Word of God and read the Bible. Get close to God, spend time with Him so God can bless you. That's important. My children have been watched in nurseries and taught by many of you in Sunday school. The many talents and abilities found within the members of PBC, which are represented in this room tonight, have benefited my family directly, greatly. This passage in Ephesians chapter 4 also helps us to understand that church, a church, needs the variety of people that we often find within our churches to effectively serve God together. And by the way, for whatever reason, God has brought you to our church. Maybe you're sitting next to somebody, don't raise your hand, don't point at them. Maybe you're like, man, they talk a lot. <laughs> they talk so much, it's kind of irritating. God might equip, God might use them to not be in the deaf ministry, amen? But God might use them to be a greeter. Maybe there's somebody that's next to you that always has a good day. It's like super bubbly. You're like, you know what? This is called life, man. Life isn't as good as you're trying to portray it to be, okay? They may be a greeter. They may be somebody, or maybe God, there's an ex-convict in here. They may be an usher. No. I'm just joking, right? First, let's look at the purpose of church ministry. The purpose of church ministry. First and foremost, it's to glorify and to serve God, amen? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10.31, Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of, of God. Everything that I do, everything that I am, every reason for my existence is summed around the fact that I'm to, I'm to glorify God with my life. When I wake up in the morning time, it doesn't matter how I feel. All I know is that today, the will of God for my life today is to serve God and to glorify him with my life. It could be to smile at somebody. It could be to teach a Bible lesson. It could be to teach in Bible Institute. It could be to preach a sermon tonight. I've got to serve God and glorify him with my life. That's the first and foremost reason why we have the church ministry. This is why I believe everyone should be involved in church ministry. If your purpose, if the will of God for your life generally is to glorify God and to serve God, you should be involved in church ministry. And maybe a church our size, maybe a room this size full of people, maybe there's some of you that just come and come, sit down, and then you go home. After you have your hands out, you get a message from the Word of God, which is nice if you're new. But after a while, there comes a point where someone, somebody should have a willing heart says, God, what do you need me to do? What can I do to help out around here? How can I be a part of blessing people? And then secondly, of course, is to serve people. So first and foremost, it's to serve God and glorify him, and then it's to serve people. It's no mystery that ministry, church ministry, is about serving others. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a joke I heard in Bible college, and I think Pastor mentioned it a couple of times. I love the ministry if it weren't for people. No, that's, <laughs> the ministry is people. 
the ministry is people. You know, the, the group of people that served your family tonight when you came at whatever time dinner was served. Thank you, by the way. Everyone did a great job tonight. They served you. They didn't just come to church. They came to serve. And whenever I get a cook for the church, which there is going to be a time coming up, so I hope you guys, can you stand? No, I'm not going to make fun of you guys. But July 9th is the next time. There's going to be an assembly, a group of people that serve others. Thank God for that. They come early, not so they can get a good seat. They come early so they can serve you. We need people like that. And thank God. And by the way, that's why our church is so special because there's never a shortage of people that are willing to serve other people. Number two, the equipping of the gifts for church ministry. The equipping of gifts for church ministry. God has providentially set up within our church different people with differing spiritual gifts to serve within the local church. Turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 12, please. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, we're going to look at verses 6 through 8. Romans, bless you, God bless you. Romans 6, 12, 6 through 8. The Bible says, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith or ministry, let us wait on the ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. And by the way, these are the character, uh, the spiritual gifts, and you'll learn about discipleship. And Melanie and Belinda are going to be starting discipleship, right? I didn't tell you guys I called your name out, but just want to throw your name out there so you can be famous, right? However, every one of us has spiritual gifts. And I would dare say that we're naturally drawn to those that share the same spiritual gifts as us. How many prophets out there? Raise your hand. We have a lot of different preachers here. I'm not much of a preacher anymore. I'm a talker, amen. That's what I'm talking. But you're naturally, if someone's up here that's a, if that's a prophet and you're a prophet and they're talking about, bless God, be sure your sin will find you out and all that, you're like, amen, amen. <laughs> that's my kind of preacher. But if someone's out there that's maybe a mercy, something that I'm not, that I need to have more of, amen, and someone's up here, you know what, we just need to feed the, the people around the city of Long Beach and all the other cities too. And when that guy's asking you for gas money, I know you think he wants to go get a cigarette. I know you think that, but just give it to him. And maybe he could chew and eat that cigarette and get some protein from it, all right? Come on. You're naturally drawn to that. You're drawn to that, okay? And pastors say he's drawn to givers, okay? So if you want to give and, and fulfill the will of God, then that's fine too. The equipping of gifts for church ministry if I were to ask you, who were the five bubbliest personalities within our church? It's kind of funny. One of you in here, and don't get mad at me for this, please, came to my office a couple weeks ago and said, Brother Charlie, you know what's different about you after the accident? I said, what's different about me? I love God still. No. They said, you're not that bubbly anymore. And I was like, let me scratch this out of my sermon here, okay? But think of the five bubbliest people. I'm talking about, man, they're so bubbly, they look like they're foaming at their mouth. Okay, And when you look over in the section, they're blowing bubbles, right? No. My imagination is pretty bad, right? The God, it may be that God has already worked in their heart to be a greeter. I can tell you right now, one of the, the men that's, that makes my list, Brother Montgomery, I don't know where he's at, but he always gives us candy. I was looking through one of my suits the other day, and I found like two handfuls of candy, all right? And he's one of our greeters, 
think of the five handiest people that you know, the, five, the, the ones that aren't afraid of tools. Now, for me, I know some tools, like a screwdriver and a hammer, but then there are some tools I'm like, man, how do I hurt myself? I don't want to use this thing. I, don't know, I might hurt myself using this thing. But there are people here that look at tools like it's a basketball. Oh, let me pick that up real quick. There are guys that I know of specifically that can pick up any tool in the world and know what it's for, okay? I remember when I came home from the hospital, I needed, I needed a rail. I needed some different things to, to, to accommodate me. So when I, when I got home, and guess who helped me? Brother Tim, he helps out a lot around here. And he came and put a rail in for me. Brother Ryan came and put in a couple of, uh, I forgot what they're called, honey. You're supposed to be a nursery. I'm, supposed to pre- I'm going to preach on you a little bit here. But what is the handrails or whatever it was, you know, when you get in and out of the shower, basically old people stuff. I needed that. Don't need it anymore. I look at those things now. I go, ha, ha, ha. Just kidding. I, I don't do that. I go, ha, ha. <laughs> at the end of the day, these men, because of their talent and their availability and their generosity, they came and helped me in my time of need. And they also help with youth conference and all these other things that go on around here. God has equipped each of us with different talents and abilities. Within our church, we are to use those talents, God-given talents, to serve in different ministries. What are you serving in? What has God gifted you with? Maybe it's the ability to, to just make people feel happy, not giving them drugs or anything, right? But maybe you have the ability of making people smile. God may have you work in the children's church. Maybe God has given you the ability to build things. Hey, youth conference is coming up. Hide from Brother Ross. No. Do help him build something. Maybe it's the ability to sing. Like, I don't know. I don't want to name anybody. But maybe you can, you can really sing, and no one knows except for your spouse because you only sing in the shower at home, but no one knows that hidden talent. First of all, verify that it really is a talent. And if it is a talent, sign up for the choir, Okay. I'm just joking. But make sure that whatever abilities God has given to us, that we are finding fulfillment in using those abilities for God. Next year, sadly, there are people that God has equipped with certain abilities, but they are not fulfilling it. And that's one of the saddest lives. If God has given you the ability to do something, whether maybe to teach or to preach, but you're not fulfilling it, you're not using it, that's a sad life. If God has allowed you to have years of training with an instrument, but yet you're not up here exercising those gifts. What a sad life. That's what church ministry is all about, so we can use the gifts that God, in the first place, God gave us. Next year, let's look at the opportunities within church ministry. The opportunities within church ministry. First of all, it's a privilege to serve the Lord, amen? Man, I'll tell you what, and... First of all, I don't know anybody that goes to the hospital and wants to stay in the hospital, all right, unless they have a horrible family. I have a great family. But when I was in the hospital, my wife will tell you, there's the few times that I was able to talk to her, honey, honey, I love you. Get me home. Get me out of here. And I know some people, they're thinking, oh, you just want to come out of there. Well, yeah. But there's a reason I want to come out of there. And by the way, I, I believe I made it true in my life. I, I wanted to come home and be with my family. God gave me a family to take care of, not to be in a hospital bed. I wanted to come here because I had a class of people that I labored and I worked with and I loved. And I didn't even know what they were doing. I mean, my wife will tell you, or somebody, I think it was you, honey. 
when I woke up, I was asking, where's so-and-so? Where's so-and-so? Because I know that some of them were in delicate situations in their life. Now, sadly, some of them stopped coming to church, but a lot of them kept coming to church. Thank God for that. But God gives us the privilege of serving him in ministry. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 1.12, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me. And God is the one that enabled us. For that he counted me faithful. For whatever reason, God's counted me faithful. For whatever reason, God looks past my downfalls and my weaknesses, and he says, you know what, you're going to serve Charlie. And I'll be honest with you, I think there's a slew of people that God can use much better than me. They're healthy, their neck doesn't hurt, they they can speak freely. But for whatever reason, God's chosen me, and I'm going to volunteer, amen? Amen. If God's chosen me, I'm going to count it faithful as an opportunity to serve him. If you get to serve people through our ministries, never take it for granted. And by the way, oftentimes we take things for granted, but then what happens when we lose that opportunity? Then we'll really miss it. I knew what it felt like. Now, Brother Tim and Miss Cindy did a great job filling in for my class, but I'll be honest with you. My wife will tell you, and she better tell you this at least. Every Sunday that I was awake, and I was on in church, drove me crazy. Because you got to understand, for the past 25 plus years, I was teaching. For the past 20 plus years, I was serving God in ministry. I never wanted it taken away from me. And by the way, let me say this. If you serve in ministry, don't take it for granted. Some people don't have the same desires that you have. Some people don't have the same opportunities that you have. And thank God for the opportunities that God's given you. Never take it for granted. I remember when I came home in October, uh, First of all, Pastor was very gracious, and he, he said, come home, come to work when you feel like it. So I told him, 2027? He said, no, no. <laughs> but anyways, I came home in October, and I came to work. I think I had a goal. I don't think Brother Tim's in there. I, had, I told Brother Tim, I have a goal of being back at work in December, December 1st. I came to work by God's grace, not my own power, November 1st. Now, I wasn't walking that great when I first came, but, you know, I just came. It was an opportunity that I had to serve God. I, it was itching within me. You're telling me I get to glorify God and serve God through ministry? You better believe I'm going to church. Of course I'm going to church to serve God. Next year, let's take a look at, I think I skipped something. Letter B here. Within our church, there is a diversity of opportunities to serve in ministry. A diversity of opportunities to serve in ministry. You can serve in nursery. If you enjoy changing diapers and weeping and gnashing of teeth, first of all, I don't know of anybody that enjoys changing a diaper. But my mother-in-law, honey, you'll, you'll, you'll agree with me on this. She, whenever we go to her house, she just took that job of changing diapers, amen? And we thank God for that. And there were times that she made funny songs out of it. Out of it. I don't know if it's a Filipino thing or whatever. Whenever one of the babies had a, a, a dirty diaper, she would go, oh, a miracle. A miracle. I go, a miracle. <laughs> She'd get the baby wipes. Oh, and she'd like, it's second half, a good time. I go, we need to come here for vacation more often. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I'm struggling because none of our kids are in diapers, but we're going there in a couple weeks for vacation. So I don't know what she's going to change it, man. Maybe my gauze or something. I don't know. But thank God for people that love changing diapers and don't mind people, kids crying. Thank God for that. That's, there's a ministry spot for you, okay, in the nursery. You can serve in the music ministry. You can serve through your class 
by bringing breakfast, and, I'm, and maybe I'm biased here, and Brother Ryan, I see him over there. I think, Brother Ryan, our class is the best breakfast ever. Can you agree with me on that a little bit? Thank I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm serious. Now, we don't have the Vox or anything like Brother Bird did for his class, right? I'm too cheap for that. But we really have good breakfast. This past uh, Sunday, Kim and Kat brought a bunch of food, right, Kevin? I mean, a bunch of food every single week. And Mel and Melinda are going to bring something, even steak and lobster? No. <laughs> but what a blessing it is to be able to see people serve God through ministry by bringing breakfast for their class members. Church ministry gives us an opportunity to grow in our service for the Lord. I remember when I first came in uh, ministry uh, several years ago, and I was teaching almost every period. I think there's one period where I wasn't teaching, and I was also giving the Christmas play, and I think I was in music class, which, if you're wondering, I don't know a lot about music, okay? You see, when my family was up for singing the other day with uh, Tim and uh, Allison, I said, why weren't you out there, Brother Tim? Because they didn't let me. They didn't let me. They're not right with God. They didn't even tell me they were doing it. No. But you get to grow in ministry. I remember a pastor pulled me aside. He goes, Chuck, come here, Chuck. I want to talk to you. He goes, I want to give you something. I'm like, Pastor. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm doing a lot already. I mean, I, I think I was in six classes or whatever it was. It was a lot. And I had one free period, and, and I was helping with discipline, too. I wasn't quite the discipline guy yet, but I was helping with it. And then he goes, I want to give you a Sunday school class. <laughs> I laughed. He goes, why are you laughing? You excited? I go, not really. <laughs> I go, Pastor, I don't think I can handle it. He goes, well, you know what's interesting? God has a unique way of stretching us. Yeah, Pastor, <laughs> he hasn't used that one yet. And by the way, I bought whatever he said, amen. And he was good at encouraging us. And I looked at him, I said, how does he stretch me? Am I elastic? <laughs> and by the way, with the years to follow, I've seen God give me different responsibilities that are much bigger than what I was doing, and God allowed me to do them. Thank God for that. God can grow us through ministry. And then last but not least, the need for church ministry, the need in church ministry. First of all, there's a need for more labors. Matthew 9.37 says, Then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous. The need is great. There's plenty of things to do, but the labors are few. And by the way, isn't that always a problem? You think about your home, there's always a chore to do, and it seems like you don't have enough tax write-offs. I mean, kids, sorry. <laughs> you look at them the same way, man. There's not enough kids, and if there are there, they're too young or something. There's always a need for laborers. I remember one time where we had a big old load of drywall. And I remember Brother Romero, yeah, Brother Romero was here. And, and I was like, Brother Charlie, you're in charge of this. Well, I didn't say I'm in charge of it, but someone told me, you're in charge of this. I'm like, the weakest guy here is in charge of all these heavy sheets of drywall? I mean, what do I do, get a hammer and break them? No, carry them safely from there to here. And I'm like, okay, this is church ministry, right? I'm honoring and glorifying God, right? Just want to make sure. And then sure enough, I was tired after three or four. I wasn't built for that. Tall and skinny and weak, not built for that, short and stocky. Anyways, then Brother Ramiro came, and he was singing. All right, brother, let's try. Where do we start? And he started doing it really fast, a lot stronger than I am, and just started pumping him out. I'm like, okay, I can do this too. And then somebody else came. 
By the way, that day we had a lot of labors and we got done very, very quickly. Can you imagine what we could get done for God through Pacific Baptist Church if we had more labors? If we had more nursery workers? If we had more people that had the ability to cook for the church? Amen. Anyone want to get in that rotation? If we had more people to help in the music ministry, we wouldn't have to see the same people sing. And by the way, we have a good variety now. But more labors is always nice. More labors are always nice to have next year. Not just more labors, but qualified labors. Qualification of church ministry is important. We wouldn't want just anyone working with our kids, right? We want to make sure that good people are working with our kids. I mean, right now, my kids are right there. But some of your kids are in nursery. What if we didn't have qualifications? And what if you didn't know if your kids were being spun around in a room or not? And they're not. They're not. But qualifications are important. By the way, as a teacher of our class, it's important that pastor has qualifications for me because if I get the opportunity to preach and teach to 25 people, I want to make sure, if I were them, that I'm walking with God. I'm studying the Bible. I'm living a relatively clean life. I'm fulfilling the scriptures as best that I can with my life. I want to make sure that I'm not just some guy going off the street from party to party and, okay, time to push your tie on. No, there's got to be qualifications within a church, and I hope that no one ever bucks at qualifications because they're there to protect us. It helps us to keep the standard high. It weeds out unqualified workers, not just qualified laborers, but laborers with their heart in it. Labors with their heart in it. Our hearts in our ministry when we show up on time. And by the way, I have not talked to Miss Mary. I think she's in charge of the nursery. I don't know who's in charge of the nursery, but I imagine she is. Can you imagine being a new visitor, excited to come to Pacific Baptist Church? I mean, wow, I've heard about this church through YouTube, and now I'm here. That's amazing. And then you show up to the nursery with your two-year-old, and no workers are in there. That's not a very good impression, right? Can you imagine going to Sunday school class? Your marriage is, is a wreck, and you're getting ready to go, man, you know, I want to hear from God. I want to hear from, 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 from the leaders here. I need help. And you go to class, and no one's there. And you see your teacher driving in. Ah! That's a horrible testimony. And by the way, it affects how we serve one another. It affects how we love one another, and that's why it's very important for us to make sure our heart is in it. When we are in our spots, it affects how we help one another, I have written down there. Next, our punctuality, or lack thereof, reveals to people how important serving God and serving people really are to us. And by the way, I hope it's important. I'll be honest with you. My class, my ministry, my, our school, very important ministers to me. Yes, I had the opportunity to sit back and let everybody do their thing, but <laughs> I was going to say if I could walk. If I can um, strut, I'm going go to go to church and serve God. There's an opportunity to serve God. Well, let's take advantage of it. Next year, last but not least, growth in church ministry should be the goal. So we're taking a look at the need in church ministry. We, we, we talked about our need for more laborers, qualified laborers, laborers with their heart in it. And then lastly here, the, the need for growth. Growth in church ministry should be the goal. You know, I'll be honest with you. I have a goal in my class of growing spiritually. I want each and every member in that class to learn how to get fed from God's word 
on their own. I want them to know what it's like to read the Bible in the morning time before the sun comes up. I want them to know what it's like to be able to raise a family. And if I can have any small part in giving instruction, like I was given instruction by Pastor Myers and others, let's do it. I want to give them direction, help them to have a biblical worldview. I want to give them encouragement. Just a little plug here. We're going to be, for, for the few of you that are in my class, we're going to be talking about giants, how to face giants uh, this Sunday. I want to be able to help them how to deal with storms, how to deal with tough situations in life, and not to quit, but to keep going for God. Growth spiritually is very important. And next, growth numerically. And by the way, I, I know there's a lot of people that would say, oh, you just care about numbers and all that. You know why I care about numbers? First of all, there's a whole book of the Bible called Numbers. Second of all, numbers are important because if I have more people in my class, it's more people that are being helped. More people that are being helped. Oh, man, you know, we're, we're cooking on Sunday coming up here. Um, I asked the office, how many people do we feed? We're feeding this Sunday on the, the 9th. 700 people. You know, when I first came to church, we did not have 700 people. We had a lot less than 700 people. But can I tell you what's happening? God is strategically bringing these people together to our church for different purposes. And now is an opportunity for us to help them. And the more people that are coming, the more people that we can help. The more people that we can help. Let's go ahead and pray this evening. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity we have to talk about church ministry. Help us to see the importance of church ministry. And God, first of all, help us to understand that church ministry and how we fulfill it within our church and how we participate within it is an opportunity for us to love you, to serve you, and to glorify you. Help us also understand that, God, you've given us different talents for different reasons, not for us to sit sour and soak or to keep the talents to ourselves, but so we can apply and exercise those talents, those gifts in your work so you can get the honor and glory, of course, but so we can help people. I pray, Lord, that if there's anyone here tonight, and I know... The communication isn't perfect, but I pray if there's anybody tonight that would say, you know what, Brother Jim, I'm not involved in a church ministry, but I need to get involved. God did not save me so I can just exist, so I can just come to church and be greeted, be helped by the nursery workers, be helped by the Sunday school teachers, but God saved me so I can help others. And I pray that we establish that in our minds and our hearts, and we can do more for the glory of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.